Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. So here we are in the bottom of the ninth inning. Two outs and running first base. Mark Knutson, the tall right-hander, trying to nail this one down. He has thrown a gem to this point. Eight and two-thirds innings, giving up just three hits and looking for his fourth complete game for the speed and perhaps to secure his 15th victory. He's got a 3-1 to one lead here in the bottom of the ninth, but at the plate is the guy who has two of those hits, Manny Randawa. A single to center and a double to right so far. Knutson into his windup. Here's the pitch, and he throws a fastball right by Randawa for strike one. Randawa a bit tardy on that swing. Now we're ready for the next pitch. The windup, and here it comes. There's a swing and a long one. Into the gap in right center field, way back towards the wall. It's off the wall. Bichette can't get there. He's chasing it down, and out of nowhere comes Ellis Burke. He'll get to the ball first. The run's going to score. Randawa is around second. He's digging for three. Here comes the throw from Burks. It's going to be close. Here's the slide. It's it's the park-adjusted Rockies podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Mark Knudsen and Manny Randawa. On this week's episode of the Park-Adjusted Rockies podcast, Manny and I are joined by Trent Rosecrans from The Athletic, who covers the Cincinnati Reds and has served this past year as president of the Baseball Writers Association of America. We talk about the Hall of Fame voting process and about Todd Helton and Coors Field. There's some Pete Rose, Barry Bonds, and Kurt Schilling in there for good measure. Good stuff. So stay with us. Our ceremonial first pitch is coming up right after this. For the best selection of autographs and memorabilia from your favorite sports stars past and present, Look no further than DenverAutographs.com. Find what you're after on the web or at either of their two Metro Denver locations, Colorado Mills Mall and Flatirons Mall, Broncos, Rockies, Avs, Nuggets, and much more. It's all at DenverAutographs.com. Learning life skills through baseball, USA Prime is more than just travel baseball. We mentor young athletes in areas like teamwork and skill development. It's about more than winning weekend tournaments. It's about showing young players how to achieve their goals in baseball and beyond. Contact Scott Horman at USAPrimeColorado at gmail.com for more information. Manny, it's getting close to the time to reveal this year's new Hall of Fame class. We're only a couple of weeks away from that. Uh, a lot of talk about it since social media happened. Uh, now we see ballots. We kind of get an inkling of where people are going with things and what's going to happen and all that. So it's, it's big news before the announcement is made. And it's certainly big news around here with Todd Helton being on the ballot. So we want, today we wanted to talk to somebody that you know well that once you introduce your guest. Well, yes. Uh, see, Trent Rosecrans. He is uh, he is the outgoing president of the Baseball Writers. Has been a long time beat reporter covering the Reds. Um, just one of the best in the business. And Trent, listen, thanks for being on here and uh, and willing to talk with us regarding the, the 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 process and and how things work because it's obviously a very hot topic this time of year. Yeah, uh, it's certainly um, it is always a topic, is it not? Yeah. Um, and and uh, for good or bad, uh, we, we have something to talk about for a while. But, uh, yeah, it, yes. I was just say, how long have you been in charge of this, been part of this, and does your involvement predate social media? Uh, no, no, okay. I'm not that old. Um, and like, is okay. So the 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 whole the office of the president of the BBWA that is a is a one year appointment. Oh, okay. Um, um, but I've been a member of the BBWA since 2004. That sounds right. Maybe five. Maybe it's five. What What do the it's members a, What do the members think about the ballot reveal early and and the, all the all that's leading up to the announcement? Is it, I, I sense that some of them are uncomfortable with all this. Uh, well, I, I, I wouldn't say our membership is a monolith, so that's that's where I would start. Um, you know, most of us 
uh, that do vote believe in the transparency. And uh, the other part is it's an easy column. It's a, yeah. it's easy yeah. content to, to throw point. out there. To my call on, colon. <laughs> yeah, my yeah. Hall of Fame ballot, colon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, bosses like that. I used to run it when I was at the Inquirer. I would run mine, I think it was Christmas Day every year because it was one of those things I could write it early. Uh, whoever was working dusk that night uh, for Christmas right. Eve uh, could get it in. Much early, appreciated. They yeah. appreciated that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's kind of a weird practical sausage making answer um so i I, you know and i think most people do ryan thibodeau uh the great ryan thibodeau his is really kind of changed all this and and i think most of us yeah most of us contribute happily to ryan and we're as interested i think as probably anyone when um you're talking about what is going to happen and what some of those trends are you know some of us some of us do actually you know, um, follow it and, and, and look at it so it's it's i i think we're just like any other fan that is interested in a, this topic i've been a heisman voter heisman trophy voter for 25 years now and we are expressly forbidden from revealing our vote before it comes yeah. out. we are told no 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 so it kind of surprised me that you guys uh, don't look at it that way um, well, I mean, the BBWA, we do ask um, our members not to reveal their MVP, Cy Young, Rookie of the Year, Manager of the Year um, awards. Uh, this is not, the Hall of Fame is not our rules. That is the uh, Hall of Fame. We are just the, the people that they have selected to use as, our, as the selectors. And um, let me, let we, me uh, ask you this, yeah. trend. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Um, but uh, I, I, wanted, I, wanted, I wanted to ask you to maybe kind of clarify for people, because a lot of people think, you know, that this is all you guys and you guys make the rules about this stuff and like, oh, the 10 man limit and all this other stuff. And like all, all of these things that, you know, people, you know, myself included, you know, criticize about the process. It's not the BBWAA. It's it's it, and not just putting this all in the Hall of Fame, but it is, a, it is the institution that creates these rules. Right. Correct. And um, several years ago. Uh, the, the the rule of 10, we are only allowed to vote for 10, 10 players. Um, that is something that we as a membership said, hey, we would love some more flexibility with the, with the steroids and everything. Um, you know, Derek Gould proposed uh, the St. Louis Post-Dispatch uh, Cardinals beat writer, the great Derek Gould, also a former uh, PBWA president, uh, probably our best. Um, Gould Gould proposed a what he called the term the binary ballot, which was every member on the ballot, yes or no. Oh yeah, that's so um, awesome. And, that would be so awesome. I would right. Love that. Um, I, I like in theory, I would love it. In practicality, it would be a lot. In practicality, would be a nightmare, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but we went, and I think the compromise was, well, what about just twelve? And the Hall of Fame came back and said no. And, and I think, I don't know if it was the same year that they limited it from 15 years to 10 uh, years active on the ballot. Um, it, it was around yeah. the same time. And those are all their decisions. We've asked for clarifications. We've asked for some changes. Um, we asked, we voted as a body um, to make all votes public. Um, wow. and, and instead the hall said, we will allow there's a little box you'll see on the actual ballot itself that says 
is it okay to make this public? And they do it a week after they release all of them. And, and I understand the thinking on that is that, you know, say Derek Jeter, you know, let's go to Ken Griffey Jr. since I see him behind Manny there. Um, Ken Griffey Jr., there are three guys. If they released all of them or if one of those were three guys who didn't vote for Ken Griffey Jr., if, if they released those the day of the, of the, the announcement, you'd have people talking about that as opposed to Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> and, and so that is right. kind of their thinking through that. Um, Ken Griffey and, Jr., by the way, who always pretends to run away from Trent every time he sees him. <laughs> you know, it was fun. Um, Junior, I when I was in Cooperstown in, in was it September or August? August, September? September. I yeah. don't remember. Yeah, with I with, saw you uh, up there. I didn't get to I didn't get the chance chance to say hi, but I did see you up there on the stage on stage. But but the night before, it was really nice. Neat. The um, reception. I just kind of had a uh, a nice dinner. It was my table. Because it was just you just kind of dropped. There's a little buffet. Mm-hmm. It was uh, me, Ken, Edgar Martinez, and Edgar Martinez's wife. Um, That's awesome. Uh, so we just had a really nice conversation for several hours. Um, I've known Ken for oh, a imagine, long time. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine. Um, let me so, ask. You, let me ask you about the membership of, of your organization because a mm-hmm. lot of people, myself included, feel like with the expansion of media. I mean, you're doing this, for instance. You're doing a podcast. You're not just a writer anymore. You're doing videos. You're doing TV shows, you know, all that, that guys like Ernie Harwell and Vin Scully and John Miller, those guys should have had a vote. They've seen a lot of baseball. Their, their vote would be valuable. And yet they're excluded from voting because they're not members of the association. And is that another rule from the, from, um, from the hall of fame? Or is that something you might say, listen, we need to expand this ourselves and get more, the more voices we get, the more educated voices we get in the better, because honestly, and you know, this very well, Trent, some of your brethren aren't qualified to be voting anymore. Some of the columnists, some of the people Manny and I know who never show up to a Rockies game, never watch baseball, still have a vote. And, that, and, and yet announcers who see all these games and, and do all these things don't get to vote. It seems a little inequitable. How do you feel about that? Oh, I mean, the Hall of Fame picked us. We're baseball writers. We're, our, 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 the, the point of our organization is not to vote for the Hall of Fame. True. Um, you know, we do have our own awards. And uh, we have enough voters for that. And, and we usually have very good voters for that. I will put the BBWA awards uh, votes up against anybody. Um, as far as the announcers, I mean, sure, I guess. Uh, one thing I think you would come into to, to a problem there, though, how many of those are employed by teams? Right. Now they all, and, all, all are. Now. Right. And so yeah, if, that's a great point. If, yeah. if somebody gets in, you know, if Barry Bonds gets in, there's a boon for maybe like the Barry Bonds Hall of Fame tour or yeah. summer at, at, at uh, Pac Bell Park or AT&T. What did they call it again now? Is Oracle, it Oracle Field. Oracle. Yeah. Oracle. And you have that. And that is a benefit for the team. Does the boss put some undue pressure on, you know, John Miller? And John yeah. Miller, I think, would be fine. Right. But – you know, maybe some younger announcers. It's a little different. Um, it's a good example of the conflict of interest that that that, that ends up being a huge part of it. Yeah, you know, yeah. If that happens. That's true. Yeah, yeah. And we have an organization, and they asked us. They came to us, and right. we didn't say no. Right. Um, and there, there are people like me. <clears throat> oh, I saw somebody last year whose ballot was rolling and this or not rolling. I'm sorry, Scott Rowan deserves a vote. It was uh, Schilling and Biscale, and I was like, woof. That's a hell of a ballot. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's part of voting. And that's why the 75% is such a 
it's a, such a high bar to clear. And that is why it is an honor. As we're on that topic about, um, cause I mean, you're on, you're, you're, you see it all the time on Twitter, just like, just like I do, just like Mark does, just like everybody, you know, you get a blank ballot that comes in or you get a, you know, you get a, you get one of those, you know, you get one of those where it's like, you voted for this guy and this guy and that's it. And it's like, you know, I, personally, I think there are like 12 Hall of Famers on this ballot. And honestly, yours, um, just thinking about your ballot, it's like, that's probably one of the best I've seen. And again, this is all subjective. But for me, if I was to vote, that would probably be something that look, you know, mine looked like. And I'm like, and then I see these other ones and it's like, in what universe, right? So, uh, so, so I, the 75% threshold is a good kind of deterrent to having issues with that. But um, I think what, what do you, the question isn't like, like, come on, who's voting? It's on this. The question is, what does that, does that hurt the image of the BBWA to any significant degree, in your opinion? Uh, I think it can, but again, that's not our charge. Yeah. That's weird. Our organization is uh, for access. Uh, we are yeah. an access organization. And that is what we fight for. And I spent a lot of time in this past year. Uh, By the yeah, way, uh, let, me, let me say, let me say uh, on behalf of members, uh, I'm sure I speak for everybody. Thank you for all that work you did. I mean, that this is one of probably one of the more challenging yep. terms that any BBWA president has had to deal with. I mean, COVID has yeah. changed a lot. And I mean, this in particular for us. Uh, so thank you for fighting for Yeah, and I, I think the local local TV, local TV announcers would appreciate you getting on get work for them too because they need some i mean this whole doing games remotely on tv thing kind of stinks yeah. so i could imagine yeah, it was terrible it's awful i i did um i did a story where i sat in the um uh the the booth while the game was in la and we were in cincinnati and sat in the booth uh this was for the radio crew not the tv crew the tv crew was actually in their studio while the radio booth was in um in the cincinnati stadium, in the stadium yeah. and it was it was nuts although it did it did. I had another story. I had two stories about that. One was just what it looked like and all those kind of things. But the other one led to one of the coolest parts of the season. And again, it's, it's chicken salad out of uh, chicken, other stuff. Obviously around here, all eyes are all thoughts are about Todd Hilton. Manny and former Tennessee volunteer quarterback. Quarterback. Yes. Who I, who I said on Twitter this week should go on the Manning cast next year in advance of the hall of fame vote. Yeah. And to get a little bit of, play because i think todd's todd's pretty reclusive and i don't think he's helped his cause by being reclusive i when we go around here steve atwater from the broncos when he was on on the verge jumped into media became a media guy got all his attention and boom steve atwater's in the hall of fame i i think todd could do some something similar to that well i i think the pro football hall of fame is such a huge yeah. different ball of wax oh, I, absolutely. Um, because it's a smaller group uh, it's debate club it's yeah. Right. I, I, that's a that's a whole different thing. But yeah. Right. And, um, you know, Helton is going to come in with a lot of people who it's funny. I fight this a lot. Um, I've had this discussion with with people older than me and I, I'm, I'm not young. That's for sure. But there are people who are older than me that always complain about, well, Coors Field. And I go, well, let's dig into some of these numbers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and Todd Helton was uh, on the moon. Todd Helton was a yep. great. You know, I'm a big believer in that. Um, and and like they did that with Larry Walker. They, I don't know that anybody was higher on Larry Walker. It's just kind of deceiving Man. me. 
Um, Manny. And, Manny. Um, you know, because I used to always rank guys one through whatever, and Walker was just behind Bonds Clements always for me because uh, I see kind of some some similarities with, with, with Larry Walker and Scott Rowland. It's a whole different thing. But I hear all the time about Colorado – I hear the same thing about DHs. We have that with Edgar, uh, with David mm-hmm. Ortiz, and 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 my and we heard it with Edgar. And, and my thing is, it's like, do, do those games not count? Do, do eighty one of his games a year not count yeah. because they were at Coors Field? Like those things. Yeah, happen. I mean that's the thing. Like I remember for the book, Ellis Burks was like, uh, it's a major league sanctioned park. You know, like I right. mean, like, yeah. like why are they? Why are they just? I mean, and then the other part is the hangover effect, which I mean, we may not know exactly how the mechanics of it, all of it work, but we know it's there because if you look yeah. at all twenty nine seasons of the Rockies with all the personnel, you know that they went through, it wasn't personnel because there were a lot of great hitters that came through here, and they all were awful on the road. You know, after after playing here and then going on the road and then coming back, so it's like. I think, you know, with Walker, obviously now people are starting to actually do the homework more, which is what something you've been, you had been doing for years, but like other people hadn't been doing. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that's why Helton uh, also partly why Helton is going to get some more uh, well-deserved love on the ballot because, and he is like, he's going to probably get, he might get the 50% this year and he's only on year four, four or five. Four, yeah. So um, yeah. So it, I, it, I hope he gets moving. It's a moving in the right direction. I think he will. I, it's moving in the right direction. It, it, and a part of it, I think is, you know, we, it, we're not ageists here, but part of it is, you know, the lines end up getting kind of drawn on, on the battlefield uh, with this debate by age, you know, and by mm-hmm. old school, new school. Mm-hmm. So uh, th- how are the changing demographics in your, in your sense of it, um, of the organization of the voting group, uh, affecting things now i think that's huge and that's one of the things i you know all the time people say well how do you change because um their statistics didn't change it's like well the voting body did yeah, over the 10 and we look yeah. at things differently that's what it is um you know like a guy like i think help you know there are older people right and yeah. i mean like tam Raines and those guys you know there have been so many and i think we've seen a sea change um hopefully we see that with course field um, hopefully we see that with the designated hitter. Like the designated hitter has been a position my entire life. Yeah, it's amazing that there are like how many how many guys are in there now? And too? I'm 46. Because Thomas, yeah. Thomas, I guess you could say, but like and and Edgar, Thomas, Edgar, that's um, it, right? Who else? Paul Molitor played Paul Molitor, uh, okay. was a DH more than he was. I mean, it's that's it. you can count them on your hand, right? How many there yeah. are in there. Well, Paul played a lot of positions. You know, I have teammates with Paul. He played a lot of positions. He just couldn't stay healthy when he did it. So they put him at DH yeah. so he wouldn't get hurt, um, which which was a thing. But, um, you know, a lot of these guys who don't don't light up the, the, the stat sheet, you know, in a single particular year, but have longevity, I think back to a Don Sutton, you know, and I don't think Don Sutton won 20 games, but maybe once in his career. But the longevity was such a huge factor. Um, it, it seems like, Maybe the old school guys give them a little bit more love than the than the new guys. Well, I mean, I mean the whole the Jack there. Morris. Yes, Jack Morris is a great example. Great example. Um, I never voted for Jack Morris. Hey, got in. Good for him. Um, that's the I always had thing ten too. guys more better on my ballot. Yeah, that's the other thing too. Is that like it go, it, I was talking to Mark about this on another podcast, but Harold Baines. It's really sad because he was a good hitter, you know. And, yeah. and Harold Harold Baines is going to always be that guy. Yep. That that it's like. Oh yeah, Bill, but Harold new, Baines, but Harold new, Baines, well, but Harold I'm Baines. Guilty as charged. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, like send many, I send many that tweet all the time. 
but he's the but guy it's not the writers who did that for the right. for the record right. absolutely i know i know i know but that's the thing i also wanted to ask you about but he was this. a great player but he's, he's a great player he should be remembered player. he should be remembered that way and he's going to be remembered because of the, you know this he's going to be remembered guys, as the guy who doesn't belong quote unquote doesn't belong guys in the there's a lot thing, of you know? there's a lot of guys my generation that look at bill mazeroski the same way yeah. Right? He was yeah. the, but he now was we're in the era of social media. Right. We're in a different era where we where we all kind of chime in, and mm-hmm. and, and it becomes this. It's 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 it's, it's like a meme, you know, and it just it just it just snowballs. And Trent, um, there are two ways I, to get in, right? And 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 yeah. so I always kind of looked at that as disparate because you've got the, the writers who are usually, if anything, too harsh yes. on guys, mm-hmm. and then. It seems to me, and then the guy, and then the veterans committees, um, the modern era, and all them now, whatever they're 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 called now, are usually teammates, former teammates, managers, other people. There are some writers on there, twelve, our own Tracy Ringlesby from here, but it seems like those ones are on the second chance ones are a little bit easier to get through. Uh, that goes in cycles. That goes yeah. in cycles because there were many many years where no living uh, player was honored uh, via the. Um, the Veterans Committee. The, the Veterans Committee. I okay. mean, I think it was like a decade or more. Yeah. Um, it has changed because it is such a small body. I think it's 15 um, people that it takes so right. much more. Um, I mean, that it can be swayed. It's like, it's like um, you know, you can recruit, and if you recruit two guys in a basketball for a college right, basketball right. team, you can be great yeah. for a year. And But to do a football, it doesn't take as much to move, the, it doesn't take as yeah. much to move the needle, right? I and mean, you can, like, I mean, like Harold Baines had yeah. Tony LaRusso and yep. um, Jerry Reinsdorf. He had the right people in his corner. And you know what? Good for Harold Baines. Um, I mean, for him, you know, I have nothing to, uh, again, but like great Ted player. Simmons, I think, no. I think we whiffed on. Yeah. Um, is, a, is a player that I mean, there's some guys on. that are totally legit, you know, they should get in. And they uh, I, I thought this year's class was loaded and great um, by yeah. the Veterans Committee, the era committees. Um, you know, <laughs> You still have uh, Dick Allen. Um, all you, there, there, there are a lot of guys who still deserve it. You know, like one guy, and then uh, there's been this domino effect with the steroid guys. Yeah, because it is such a crowded ballot, and you're not going to have you're going to have guys fall off. That Kenny Lofton fell oh, off. Yeah, is Thank you for is just it. ridiculous to me. I mean, Kenny Lofton was phenomenal Jim Edmonds. I mean we I mean, talked about these Griffey are guys earlier. who deserve longer looks he was the I mean at, behind Griffey who was the premier center fielder in the 19 the mid-1990s Kenny right. Lofton you know and, and I mean great leadoff man for two uh, uh, for a pennant winning team also uh, stole so many bases obviously but also just that I don't remember seeing another center fielder size junior uh, when and, I was growing up Andrew Jones had, uh, Andrew came a little bit like toward the end of the nineties. Right. right? Yeah. But like I, I early and mid nineties, like I never, I, I couldn't, I, I just had to pick my jaw off, off the ground on some of the catches that Kenny Lofton would make mm-hmm. Robbie home runs. And he was just, you look at his numbers player. and you, the numbers bear it out at the plate. Know? I mean, he wasn't just yeah. a defensive guy. Exactly. Um, it's just a phenomenal, phenomenal player. Hey, do you, do you well, think that he, how, how do we get, how do, how does he get another chance? I mean, the veterans committees, like veterans committee, I mean, can you can you walk through for the for the listeners here the process if you know it i don't know it well enough okay. um okay. i haven't really studied it because it's uh one of those things that's out of my hands so it's much out of your hands that, anyway uh, yeah exactly and I you have enough uh, to do. I mean, it's not like yeah i haven't had enough to deal with um but uh so so the you, you mentioned earlier that you'd like to have more clarity or i may be saying it in, in different words so correct me if i'm wrong more clarity from the hall of fame as to 
um, the criteria. Were you talking about criteria for someone who I mean, deserves to be in? Because I always thought that was very vague from day one. It, it is all very vague. And so there's a little different ways to get it. Who's eligible? I mean, Pete Rose yeah. isn't eligible. Um, yeah. And that's why, like, Barry Bonds is. Mm-hmm. I vote for Barry Bonds. Yeah. Um, and in part because he was the greatest hitter I've ever seen. Um, and, and, and um, you know, yeah, I, 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 he's, he was phenomenal. And uh, so there's, there's that, um, it, you know, if, if, if they don't want the steroid guys in, don't make them eligible say, or, or, you know, with, with Barry, there's different things versus if you got suspended, I vote for Manny Ramirez. I voted for Alex Rodriguez. Um, those, again, come down to what I saw on the field. I think one of these things is we as voters, every voter has to kind of do their own mental gymnastics. And it it's is not, not... No. No, it's, it's... I don't know that I gave... I don't know that I've ever done the best possible ballot, but I've done the best possible ballot that I'm comfortable with. And it's a slight distinction. And each person it's has subtle. to make that decision for themselves, right? So yeah, and it's it's um, it can be tough. Um, there are certain things I've done. I've voted. You know, the first year I voted was with Randy Johnson and Pedro Martinez, and I'm looking at it, and I had like 12, 13 guys on my list. I was like, well, Pedro and Randy are going to get in regardless right so you don't vote for them so do i not vote for them but then i was like i thought about that and they go but then i'm the asshole who didn't vote for pedro martinez what that's a <laughs> really bad position to have martinez? to be in you know yeah, right I, I get hey, for, for the record guys um it's the criteria manny talking to the guy who, who orchestrates the hall the heisman voting so told me the same thing there is no criteria. You, it's, up, it's up to each individual voter to come up with his own criteria. So it's not, not just the only subjective situation. And also, um, as a former player who played against Jack Morris a lot, I look at it like the Supreme Court's definition of pornography. While you guys are doing the numbers, I'm well, just looking, where is this going? No, you guys are looking. <laughs> no, no, guys, I know exactly. You guys are looking going. at the numbers. Okay. I don't know how to define it, but I know it when I see it. And Jack yeah. Morris was a Hall of Famer. I, I, oh, I, right. I would go to my grave seeing Jack Morris belong in the Hall of Fame. Um, but that brings the next question, Trent. Are there enough people? I mean, when I was in there in, in 2015, is the only time I visited, I was struck by how few plaques there are. Are, are there not? I, don't, I think there's not enough guys in the Hall of Fame. Is that fair? There needs to be more guys. I, I, I'm a big Hall guy. Um, but like when you're in there, I don't know. I kind of like that it's special that I can spend a day and I can read all of them. Um, I, you know, I can go through and do that and read each actual plaque as opposed to going to Canton and you kind of like pull it up on a, if I remember correctly, you have to like pull up that on a, a, a um, computer thing or something. Well, it's got to be better yeah. in the basketball hall of fame. The basketball hall of fame was anybody. Manny could be in the basketball hall of fame. Yeah. I mean, hall, well, I'll say this about the football. The football hall of fame has a minimum, like wow. each class. Yeah, that's true. Wow. That's, um, that's true. And I, I don't know. Like I, I think being so exclusive does make it special. Um, and is it perfect? No, but man, that place, I got to go twice this year. I've, I've thought about not voting the last two years, um, for, for various reasons. Uh, I'm not sure we should be voting. I'm not sure I should be voting. I'm not sure, hmm. you know, what, 
kind of moral judgments I'm making or other kind of judgments or, mm-hmm. uh, there, and, you know, there's the old journalistic, you're not, you're not the news, right, don't, make right. the, don't make the news report it. So I've struggled with that a lot, but in the end, I've come down to two things. I remember having these discussions with my dad growing up, like who's a hall of famer and who is not and loving those. And that we bonded over that. We would, you know, we were, I remember going to the Astrodome with him and us watching Ozzy Smith and saying, you know, he's going to be in the hall of fame one day. And um, when the Cardinals for the visitors Um, and, and, you know, and then just that feeling of being in that room and what it, the, the awe I had. Um, here's a quick story about that. And uh, the year Griffey got in, um, I'm there the, the night before the induction ceremony. They do kind of like a cocktail hour in the hall itself, the plaque room. And it's all the, the, the players who came uh, are being honored or who were there that year. And then various other people. Somehow I got in. I was a guest of somebody. And I'm just looking around and like, you know, I'm standing behind Cal Ripken Jr. in line for a beer, um, you know, and I see, where else Randy can you Johnson. do that? Yeah, okay. I see Randy Johnson okay. pointing to some, you know, someone pointing out his plaque to them. I see Juan Marichal and Pedro Martinez in a corner talking. And as I was kind of like just ducking out and leaving, um, Barry Larkin sees me. It's like, Trent, how you doing? I'm like, Barry, this is really weird. He's like, what? I said, Barry, I don't belong here. And he goes, bro, I don't belong here. I go, Barry, <laughs> Barry, you, there's you in bronze over there. You belong here. He goes, no, bro, you don't understand. I don't feel like I belong here. Wow. I've, I, it, it just the, how heavy it was for him. You know, that's a beautiful and even description like seeing, of it. Yeah. Even seeing a guy like Junior be humble. Yeah, and that's incredible. It, and it's junior is a lot of things. <laughs> I've done Ken a long yeah. time. And humility is yeah. not one of his biggest graces. Yeah. Uh, but you know, he's got pretty good reason to. We don't, <laughs> to eschew, you know we don't have a ton of time left, Trent, but I do want to ask you, it sounds to me like you struggle with the character clause a little bit. Um, you're clearly you're the steroids and it doesn't bother you. And I, Manny and I are on the same page with you. It's on the field. What matters. But when it comes to somebody like Kurt Schilling, um, who's basically, in my opinion, tweeted himself out of the Hall of Fame with some mm-hmm. of the ridiculous things he said. Where do you come down on a, on a candidate like that? Because that is, it's not on the field, but it's, I mean, there's something. That's there. a big reason it soured me was last yeah. year. Yep. Uh, that was the first year I didn't vote for him. I'd voted for him every year. Last year, I was in knots for the, yep. when it came in November to, to, when I put it in the box on December 30th that year, last year, um, I talked to a bunch of people and it was probably, this is weird, but it was a part of it was that I was going to be in Cooperstown, hopefully that, that, that summer for the induction ceremony. Had he used his platform to spread some of the just awfulness that he's spread, I would have felt like I, I gave him that platform yeah. and I couldn't, I couldn't live with myself that way. And so I didn't vote for him. And, um, and then uh, because of him tweeting at me and some of his followers from when I like revealed my ballot for a couple of days, I, I called a bunch of people because I was worried about the safety of my family. Wow. I have a family. Wow. Wow. I have a daughter. 
And my daughter was 10 now, nine then. Should I be worried about the safety of my daughter because of a Hall of Fame vote? Um, I was really, I wrestled with it until, quite honestly, January 6th. And some of the things he said then, I was like, good, done. And then when he didn't get any, he said, well, um, don't vote for me. Take me off the ballot. Well, you know what? It made it easier for me this year to honor his request. That's that's really sad because the guy was a Hall of Fame pitcher, but he's just. I think so too. But in, I think and, and this might uh, <laughs> this kind of goes. I, I've said this many many times. Kurt Schilling was the postseason pitcher that his proponents seem to think that Jack Morris was. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Look at their postseason numbers, start yeah. by start together. Yeah. Yeah. Kurt Schilling might have been the greatest postseason yeah. pitcher ever. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, if you do look at this, just the postseason numbers. Um, it's going to be amazing to see how history judge, history judges him. Veterans committee people judge him moving forward because let me. Uh, let, it looks like he's not going to get in this year. Is that a safe? Guess? I don't. I, I don't yeah. think he's. I don't think he does. Um, I think the only question is Ortiz, but I, the the, the yes. I don't think he gets in either. But let Same. me ask you this real quick, um, Trent. It, you brought up something interesting about the 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 um, the pomp and circumstance and and the, the ability to go up there and have your time in the sun and all that stuff and you were talking about it with respect to shilling what you know he might have said what what do you think about the idea that okay for guys who you know were steroid you know steroid users or whatever but they still are being voted upon and let's let's just say let's say bonds and clemens had a little more time and they were trended up far far enough and they got in and just saying, look, we're not going to give them the whole pomp and circumstance, but we're going to put a plaque up for them. I mean, what what do you think about that sort of idea? Because they're putting them up there and having their time after the 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 way that they, you know, so so put a so-called black eye on the sport. Um, you could still put them in the Hall of Fame, right? P. Rose, the same yeah. thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah you could. Um, but but the, here's one thing: Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, and Pete Rose are all represented in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. They just don't have plaques, right? If you go to that building, it's there. Yep. Um, and it always comes back to Pete Rose when you're in Cincinnati. Um, right. And uh, I will say that's Pete Rose is the reason I've voted for Manny Ramirez and why I voted this year for Alex Rodriguez. Because in my thought, and again, these are these mental gymnastics that you have to be comfortable with. My thought, I've always been asked, like, well, if Pete Rose were on the ballot, would you vote for him? When I interviewed at the Cincinnati Post in 2004, I was asked that question. Wow. Wow. That's interesting. Really? Um, yeah. And so despite the fact that if he were deemed eligible, he wouldn't be on the writer's ballot. I've done all this work. Trust me. Um, <laughs> I always say yes, because he served his time. And as Americans, we that is part of our system. You serve the time. Yeah. You, you know, it's, it's done. Well, Manny Ramirez served his time. Alex Rodriguez served his time. They weren't lifetime bans. Yep. Um, yeah. And so I, I, you know, I say like if a lifetime ban were lifted for Pete Rose and I was given a choice, I would. So then why would I not Manny Ramirez the same and or Alex Rodriguez? They're on the ballot. That's fair. Yeah. Hey guys, we got to wrap this up really quick, but I want to ask both of you this question before we go. Will anyone get in this year? Any of the, any, any not, of the current ballot? Not, not the whole I don't ballot. think on the writer's ballot. No. no? Agreed. Really? I think, like, I think, I think Ortiz only because of the, 
positive test, reported positive test that was during the time, I guess, that when there were no penalties for it, right. he will be held off the first time. He'll get it. And that was supposed to be secret or right. whatever. Right. Yeah. It was leaked out or out. something. Yeah. So I think he's going to get close to 70, but he won't get in. But he'll get, obviously, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. It's just uh, not. It's going to take it's going to take a new wave of voters entering the BBWA to make that happen. Well, and you also some, you know, now you can fall off. It used to be a lifetime thing. And now if you haven't covered actively in X amount of years, although some still get around that. um, They do. do. uh, Yeah. Uh, But the the, the roles have been thinned a little bit. Uh, What will be really interesting um, with uh, and I don't know the answer to this yet um, with the New York Times buying the athletic. New York Times oh, wow. thought about yeah. that. And that would cut a lot of voters out. By the way, uh, congratulations to you guys. I mean, you guys did some such great work. It was only a matter of time before something like this happened. So I just want to say you guys do great work and congrats on that whole. Thanks. Whole yeah, it's pretty Manny, cool. Uh, Manny, Manny, when are you going to get to vote? What year? Uh, I can't remember. I think it's like six years. Well, let's hope Todd Hilton's in before then. But I, I mean, you'll help him as, as last year, hopefully. I've, I've voted every year for Todd Helps. So. Well, we've got our fingers crossed around here. We're not hoping anything happens this year, but hopefully down the road. Hey, Trent, Trent it's been awesome to have you. Phenomenal information. Really appreciate your time. Look forward to uh, continuing to read your work. And uh, thanks again for joining us. We'll talk more. You're the man, Trent. Thank summer. you. Thanks, guys. Good to All see right. you, Manny. Good there he goes. You. Trent Rosecrans. Say hi so. to everybody in Cincy for me. Absolutely. Will do. There he goes, Manny. Uh, you got a, a closer for us? Yes, sir. On the All other right. side. All right, Manny comes back with his closer right after this. Stay with us. For the best selection of autographs and memorabilia from your favorite sports stars past and present, look no further than denverautographs.com. Find what you're after on the web or at either of their two Metro Denver locations, Colorado Mills Mall and Flatirons Mall, Broncos, Rockies, Avs, Nuggets, and much more. It's all at denverautographs.com. Learning life skills through baseball, USA Prime is more than just travel baseball. We mentor young athletes in areas like teamwork and skill development. It's about more than winning weekend tournaments. It's about showing young players how to achieve their goals in baseball and beyond. Contact Scott Horman at Colorado at gmail.com for more information. That was a tremendous chat with the outgoing president of the Baseball Writers Association of America, Trent Rosecrans. As a BBWAA member, I'm grateful for Trent's work behind the scenes for the writers as we've had to navigate the pandemic and for his friendship from the time I was just an intern with MLB.com in Cincinnati nearly a decade ago. While there are any number of issues that have become hot topics of debate surrounding the Baseball Hall of Fame over the years, I think we can all agree that this time of year is also fun because of those very debates. It's okay to disagree with one another, even on Twitter, believe it or not. In our frustration over the way some guys we feel should be in the Hall aren't getting the love they should during the voting process, let's also remember that, as Trent said about him bonding with his dad over talking about who should and shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame all those years ago, These discussions are beautiful in themselves because they're about the game we love and about those with whom we share it. Yes, I think Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens should be in. Yes, I think it's outrageous that Kenny Lofton only got 3.2% of the vote in his first year on the ballot and fell off of it. Dick Allen should have been in the Hall of Fame a long, long time ago when he would have been alive to experience his induction at Cooperstown. But with all of those things being true of how I feel about it, something else is true too. It all makes for some really fun conversations during the baseball offseason each winter. And as Trent also mentioned, being in that plaque room at the Hall of Fame is an unbelievable feeling because of the awe it inspires, even for guys like Barry Larkin who are in it. So as we await the results of this year's BBWAA Hall of Fame voting, let's try to enjoy somewhat the process we all love to hate sometimes. May it closes out another episode of the Park Adjusted Rockies podcast. 
Our thanks to Trent Rosecrans from The Athletic in Cincinnati and the outgoing president of the Baseball Writers Association of America for his tremendous insight. Be sure to rejoin us next week for another information-filled episode. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.